here's this plucky underdog nobody knows as a, a plucky fierce plucky fierce and plucky underdog the plucky you know a fierce champion that she is you are loving the word plucky today hey i mean <laughs> I, I didn't think i would but when you start like talking about describing a uh, uh, yeah a typical baby face like that the word Pl- plucky, plucky yeah plucky plucky is a good word for it yeah. it's it's a fucking godsend <laughs> it is so good Hey, guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Making Kayfabe, the show where me and my friend Bryce go back through wrestling history and pick up on some of the stranger storylines and rewrite them in our own glorious image. It's uh, it's a hell of a show, let me tell you. It's a wild ride, wouldn't you agree? It's the wildest ride. One of the wildest rides I've ever been on. And I've been on six rides. <laughs> six rides. <laughs> I, uh, this is a, that's a good start to the show, guys. Before we get too far into it, I want to say thanks a lot to anybody who's been listening to the show and they've been enjoying it up to this point. We really appreciate it, man. Some of the stuff we've seen has been very sweet. And we really appreciate it. So thanks for listening, you guys. Um, Hell yeah, it's, it's great to see all, all the feedback we're getting and like, um, you know, the things I put up on Twitter and getting like likes and, and um, responses and all the rest. Like, it's really cool to have like a, you know, a mini kind of um, fan base who, who listens to us to just talk shit for a while, basically. You know, it's uh, it's pretty, um, it's pretty cool. It is very heartwarming, man, to see that people are really liking the show. We really appreciate it. You know, it's a good fan base to have. Like, the wrestling community is always quite passionate about uh, what they're involved in and what they what they like and i think that's always a big hot topic i think is going back and looking at old storylines and being like what if what could have been you know well that's it because everyone's got their own kind of what if you know what if this happened what if you know what if what if shame man did this what if um seamus did this you know like you know it's, it's that kind of um thing that wrestling fans talk about and that's that's kind of why we're here we've got things that should have been maybe done a bit differently in the past and you know we're looking to um you know make them uh make them as they should have been what if Viscera had beaten Kevin Nash for the heavyweight championship? You mean he didn't? Have you seen that match? I've seen that match. It's a five-star classic. It's, uh, well, you know, I wouldn't go that far. Although it wasn't Viscera, it was Mabel. So It was Mabel, and it wasn't yeah. Kevin Nash, it was Diesel. <laughs> it wasn't for the it wasn't for the heavyweight title at all. Um, the bar tab. <laughs> and Kevin Nash makes, he, he, he really, like, gives, gets a bar tab, if you know what I'm talking about. He, he loves a, a good drink. I know what you're talking about. He's a big man. He is a big, but then you know, Mabel is a big man, I suppose, as well. Uh, he could in probably a put in a different way. I think he could put a couple of beers away. You know what I mean? I'm sure he can. Well, yeah, he can. But yeah. he looks like the type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. This episode said... is not about Kevin Nash or Viscera. No. <laughs> Well, the next one I do is going to be about how Mabel beats Kevin Nash. I don't want to spoil it too much because it's going to be really, really involved. Um, but he wins the belt and then holds it for uh, 2,000 days. We can't give away the Viscera payoff so soon. Yeah. Well, that, that's like a thousand listeners kind of thing. That's that's like uh, way, way, way in the future. Well, we have we have lots of storylines involving Viscera. Yeah. Season it's eight is going to be all Viscera. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's just wall-to-wall Viscera. <laughs> Week one's gonna be Big, Big Daddy V. Week two is gonna be Mabel. Week three is gonna be Viscera. Week four is gonna be Dave. Viscera again, but Viscera, yeah. But but you're gonna do it this time, and yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but if we just go back and forth. <laughs> We're losing viewers just by the, by the second here. Like, <laughs> what if Vince McMahon's illegitimate son, right? Now hear me out. <laughs> was Viscera. <laughs> what if instead of Kurt Angle turning his back on WCW and the, the WWF Invasion Survivor Series, it was Viscera. <laughs> Uh, CM Punk was on a hell of a run and he got beaten by The Rock, of course, at uh, I think the Royal Rumble. But how about this? Instead of The Rock, wait, was Viscera dead by that point? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oops. I don't know, he died like 2015 or something? I don't know. But shoot, we're not here to talk about it. We're, we're, well, I, I'm always here to talk about Viscera, but we're not here to talk about Viscera today. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about Viscera. <laughs> I have another storyline for you, Bryce. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear your storyline. What do you got? He died in 2014, by the way. Oh, and when did Punk... That would have been 2013 that Punk lost the belt to The Rock, right? No, way later. No, it was 2000... He won it in 2011. Uh, No, you're right, actually. Yeah, he would have lost it in 2013, yeah. There you go. Because he left in 2014, I think. Yeah. I'm a big CF Punk fan. Uh, We both are. He's fucking... Anyway, we're episode. not here to talk about CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> what are we here to talk about? What, what are we doing today? Well, let me tell you this, Bryce. You know, there's a new company on the scene called All Elite Wrestling. Ah. They've been around for almost a year as a TV show. It's almost been a full year, I think. Um, yep. I think it started in October That's right. of 2019. We are now currently, as of this recording, in 2020. We are. What a year it's been. And, you know, people... Uh, have been taken to all elite wrestling it's got some good wrestlers in it got some good stuff going on but i think one thing that i I feel like almost everybody who pays attention to all elite wrestling can agree on is that their women's division seems a little bit lacking in the the storytelling and the creativity department like they have great women on their roster Mm. uh but they don't seem to have the same kind of tv time or attention to their storylines that a lot of the men do and I feel like that's a shame. I love the women's division in any company if they can make it work. And, you know, it's a shame to see talented people just not being used correctly or given the right time. And I would like to come up with maybe a little storyline that could change people's opinions on All Elite Wrestling and its women's division had they maybe gone with this to begin with. I'm interested to see where you go with this because, like, I think, yeah, I think you're right in saying that they've not used their women's division as as well as they could have, but that there is still good matches. I mean, we're talking now just after All Out, um, which was maybe two weeks ago. All Out was two weeks ago now, and it mm-hmm. had uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, Hikaru Shida, which was a really good match. And then, kind of on Dynamite the week before that, it was uh, Thunder Rosa and um, Serena Deeb, and like they've had loads of like Penelope Fords and Hikaru Shida, I think was a match as well. And just like they've got, they've had their their fair share of good matches in, in the uh, in the women's division. But like you say, it's not got as much of a spotlight as as it could have, other than Britt Baker, you know, who, who's obviously brilliant and. Ca- um, charismatic and all the rest but she seems to be the only one that's actually getting a fair spotlight so you know I, I'm interested to see kind of um, where you go with this and um, yeah I'll, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll stop waffling and uh, let you take the lead on this well here's the thing just to go back to the point you made you know Britt Baker gets a lot of TV time Brandy Rhodes also gets a lot of TV time which <laughs> I don't get because uh, nothing is Brandy Rhodes but Britt Baker is involved in the women's division it makes sense to give her TV time and it feels like they're pushing her to be yeah, me and stay in their division, which is a good idea. But Brandy Rhodes gets a lot of TV time, despite the fact that she's more like a manager 
but she always ends up getting on TV. I think, yeah, I think for her, it's like come, come hell or high water, Brand, Brandy Rhodes will be on TV <laughs> she, yeah, <I> <laughs> every week. Like, she will make an appearance, like right. And you know, I don't normally mind, but a lot of the time it does feel a little bit crowbarred in there, and you're like, you know, maybe develop some more storylines in yeah. that time. You know, they only have two hours a week to yeah. get their people over. Think, yeah. It's it's a limited amount of time, and yeah. they they need to maximize their minutes more, as Jim Ross would say. Yeah. Um, so let me let me throw you down some history first with it. All Elite Wrestling. So it was first introduced at um, the All Out pay-per-view. They came out, they had the All Out pay-per-view last year, August 31st, I believe. And the championship was revealed. And to go along with that, they also revealed that they were going to figure out the first female women's, obviously the first female women's champion. <laughs> the first male women's champion. Like. Viscera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, on the first episode of dynamite they would decide who the women's champion was going to be so to get there we needed some competitors and to do that they had a women's battle royale with whoever the winner of that was would go into the match for the championship and the other woman would be decided between a match with riho and hikaru shida so whoever won that match went on to the qualifying match for the championship. I always thought this was very strange. Why would they have like a one-on-one match with two people to qualify for the 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 match for the championship? And then on the flip side, everybody else in the one match yeah. to qualify for that championship match. That doesn't make any sense to me. Already it's very weird, yeah. Yes. So I try to I'll give me time and I'll explain that a little bit. Also strange that Riho and Hikaru Shida would be the, the two that would be in the one-on-one match. And they're both very talented women, but over here, you know, in, in the West, they don't have as as much TV time and as much prominence as some other wrestlers that all elite wrestling would have access to that would be more familiar to American audiences that people could get behind, you know? I think that's also a little missing trick. You need to introduce these people and you need to give them build and steam and reasons for people to buy into them and believe into them so that by the time they get into a championship match, people are on board. But if you just bring in people with no introduction and no storyline and no anything, it's hard to get invested with them, especially if those people are people from another country who everybody else is just unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. You know, that will be addressed in a little second. Riho won the match against Hikaru Shida to cement her place in the match. And Nyla Rose was the winner of the Battle Royal, and she punched her ticket into the match as well. So now we've got Hikaru Shida. No, we don't. <laughs> now we have Riho versus Nyla Rose is going to be in the first episode of Dynamite to, to determine who is going to be the first ever All Elite Wrestling Women's Champion. So I believe the first episode of Dynamite was on October 2nd, 2019. Riho defeated Nyla Rose to become the first ever Women's Champion. And from here... You know, it felt like um, Riho would just kind of turn up at whatever the big show was and defend her belt. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I like, do remember that. I remember she got such such little airtime. Um, right. Like people to the, to the extent where people were asking, where's your women's champion? So, yeah, I, I do remember that. Exactly. There was a lot of uh, uncertainty. Nobody really knew what was going on. There, ne- there was never any like clear contender for her championship. She was the champion, but it, like if she had a match at the pay-per-view, it wasn't really like built up super well. It just kind of happened, and that I think was a misstep as well. 
because again, how do you show off how good Riho is if people don't know who she is? She's got no good storylines. You know, it's hard to, to to build a champion. You can't just give somebody the belt. Yeah. You need to have a little bit more substance than that. Mm-hmm. So, after holding the belt for a little while, on the February 12th episode of Dynamite, February 12th, 2020, there was a rematch from the original fight to see who would be the women's champion. Nyla Rose uh, against Riho. Nyla Rose wins. So she is the second ever All Elite Wrestling Women's Champion. But again, there's no like real build-up to this match. There's no story. you know. Like There's a story to be told that it's a rematch from the first match to determine who the champion was going to be. They could have, like, a couple of weeks underneath that, fanned the flames. It could have worked, but again, a little fanfare. Yeah. And Nyla Rose is just a champion. So Riho held the belt for 133 days before Nyla Rose... Um, was able to beat her. So, Nala Rose is now the champion. And, again, not a whole lot of stuff happened. And there's, again, potential for storylines right there. Nala Rose is, is bigger than the majority of a lot of the other women on the roster. So, you can have that cool dynamic. We all remember Awesome Kong versus Gail Kim. Like, yeah. that kind of dynamic can work out perfectly if you have the right baby face and the right mm-hmm. heel and, you know, the dominating monster versus this plucky underdog. But again, that storyline just didn't happen. And it turns out that at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view on May 23rd, Nyla Rose lost her championship to Hikaru Shida. She held the belt for 101 days and did pretty much exactly the same as Riho did, which, you know, wasn't a whole lot. So that's pretty much the history right now. Hikaru Shida is currently the only wrestling women's champion. So yes. that's the history. That's the backstory. You were all caught up. Yeah. Is there anything you want to ask so far? No, you're you're spot on. Like the last um the last defense she had was like it, it was said all out against Van der Rosa and yeah, there's um, that that's pretty much the history of the division. There's only a year of the division, so it's uh, not really a lot to recap. So yeah, that that's it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So let's get into a little storyline, shall we? So we know that Nyla Rose. It's part of the All Elite Wrestling female roster. Riho, part of the roster as well. But they also had Awesome Kong, who was around oh, yeah. last year. And she left, I think, maybe about March, about February, March of this year, to go and film another series of GLOW. Do you know I totally, totally forgot she was there. She was with Brandy Rhodes, right? Yes. I completely forgot they had Awesome Kong. Excellent, because that'll play perfectly into this following storyline. <laughs> <laughs> see how i did that we we are good that's that's, that's chemistry right there <laughs> we are fucking good at this so they have awesome kong on their roster now i know that like i said she went to, f- to film glow in about march of this year 2020 but we'll we'll get to that so right now you want to focus on three women awesome kong riho and nyla rose okay all right there we go so first of all right off the bat I would make Awesome Kong the champion because Awesome Kong, number one, is well known in America and in the UK. She has plenty of TV exposure for me on, on TNA and briefly in WWE. But people know her. They know that she can work. They know that she's a, a good hand to have in your company. She's a reliable champion. She's put on great matches in the past. That all points to that's a credible champion right there. Similar to the way they made Chris Jericho the first champion, the first heavyweight champion of all elite wrestling. There's a guy with a name value and pedigree. People know him, but they know he can do the job as well. Mm -hmm. 
safe hand to have as first champion. That's what I would do here. Have uh, somebody like Awesome Kong, okay? And also that, that you know, Awesome Kong being the champion, that lo- like she looks like a champion. She looks like it's going to be really hard to take the belt off her. Mm. That's good. There we go. You know, we, we've got a legitimate looking champion. So what I would do is instead of having that complicated battle royale plus a singles match, a contrived storyline to try and get to the women's championship match, I would just have it a battle royal. And the last two competitors in the battle royal go on later on to have a one-on-one match right. with the championship. That doesn't that make it's a little simpler, but it makes more sense, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, because it's a one-on-one match. It's everyone, every single participant is in the battle royale, and then it's, it's fair because the last two go on to, um, you know, fight each other for the championship. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Exactly. So the last two people in the ring, you've got Awesome Kong, you've got Riho. Awesome Kong looks great because she's, you know, she's bigger than everybody else. She's just throwing them out of the ring. But Riho looks good because here's this plucky underdog nobody knows, but she manages to survive through the battle royal doesn't get eliminated by awesome kong you know she's showing a bit of fight in her and now you've got that kind of big woman little woman kind of you know how is it going to go Riho is the underdog awesome kong is a very confident kind of uh heel going into the match and then we would have the match first episode of dynamite i would have awesome kong win it's not a squash match by any means you know Riho puts up a good fight but in the end you know awesome kong's just too much she's she just overpowers Riho. that that's just the way you would expect it to go Awesome Kong is your, your your first champion, okay? From here, you have Awesome Kong ripping through everybody else on the roster. See it for two people, okay? So she's you know, that's when you got your Britt Bakers, your Chris Statlanders, uh, your Brandy Rhodes, you know, people like that. Who she's got to get her TV time. She's got to get her stuff in, you know. Awesome Kong, they all want a shot. Awesome Kong is just knocking everybody over because that's what she does. She's she's you know, taking on all comers and she's just destroying people backstage and like in the ring, she's showing no mercy. She's she, she's quite clear. We're laying the groundwork early on. She's a bad guy. Just yeah. to um, just to interject and, and get a bit of context here. So Awesome Kong, she did debut in AEW with with Brandy Rhodes and that kind of like faction they had for like a couple of weeks. Like, is she is she a part of this or is she just no? Her own, she's uh, her own deal. Right. Brandy. I wouldn't have made Brandy a heel. I don't know why that was a thing. I would have Brandy as a, a plucky face, the way Cody was, you know, yeah. plucky face. And these people, you know, wave after wave of people come after Awesome Kong, but she's just kind of cutting through everybody. Okay. Second person you want to remember is Riho. So, yes, Riho lost to Awesome Kong on the first episode of Dynamite. But after that, she she starts, you know, racking up some serious wins and going on a bit of a streak. She's doing pretty pretty okay for herself, you know? She's, again, building up momentum. And the third person you want to remember is Nyla Rose. And she is being kept separate from Awesome Kong and from Riho. And she's just kind of doing, like, squash matches, kind of turning up and showing how strong she is. The way they used to do with Braun Strowman, you remember. He, he would just come over and just tip a car over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay away from that guy. So Nyla Rose isn't really beating anybody on the main roster, but she's every time you see her, she's looking dominant. She's kicking ass. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the your three points right there. At some point, like we've discussed, Awesome Kong is going to need a bit of time off. So that means we're going to need to take the belt off her. All right, I'm working that into the to the storyline as well. 
awesome Kong taking time off to, to film for Glow because okay. I think we can make this work. So what we're going to do is by February, let's, for the sake of example, say that Riho in real life lost her championship to Nyla Rose on the t- February 12th episode of Dynamite. For the sake of example, let's use that same episode of Dynamite for this. By this point, Awesome Kong's been on the tear. She's killed everybody. We have a six-pack challenge for the Women's Championship on this episode of Dynamite. Awesome Kong and the five people that she's beaten up to this point. Ooh. Okay? So Riho, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, Brandy Rhodes, and some sixth person who I couldn't think of. We could say Penelope Ford for the sake of an argument. Go for it, yeah. Penelope Ford. But I like Penelope Ford. She's great, you know? But that's that's the hook, is that the other five people in the ring are people that one-on-one awesome kong is already beaten for the mm-hmm. championship but now we're in a six-pack challenge it's a whole different kettle of fish now because it's a multi-man match awesome kong doesn't have to get pinned to lose her championship so because of this i would have riho win the belt on this occasion mm-hmm. but she doesn't pin awesome kong she pins somebody else Let's say she pins the person I couldn't remember. You know, let's say Penelope Ford, the sake of an example. But Riho is now your new women's champion. Awesome Kong, understandably, not happy about this. She realizes that she's lost the match without being pinned. So she gets up and tries to attack Riho after the match, the way she's been attacking everybody. But by this point, you've got Awesome Kong trying to assert her dominance once again. But she's now surrounded by the five other people who have been taking her shit for the last six or seven months. Mm. So all five of those people just pile on Awesome Kong. They see her trying to attack Nyla Rose, and they're like, nah, mm. nah, girlfriend. And they all jump on her and kind of attack her, which might seem like a little bit of a heel move, but in the context of this, they're like sick of, of Awesome Kong having done the same thing to all of them for the last couple of months. Yeah. So because of this, now... Awesome Kong no longer has the, the... We've taken the belt off Awesome Kong. And because five women were attacking her at once, you can kind of kayfabe some kind of, like, injury angle. You can make some kayfabe. Mm. Well, another awesome segue that would... You see that? So yeah, good. Segueing from the podcast into the podcast. Into the brilliant. podcast. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so that would give Awesome Kong a little bit of time off to film Glow. But at the same time, having built her up to look pretty fucking good... And now you've got a new champion in Riho, plucky underdog, who people are starting to get behind. Okay? So from here, you'll notice Nyla Rose wasn't in that six-pack challenge. By this point, we've had months of her doing her squash matches and, you know, seeming like a legitimate threat. And now that Awesome Kong isn't in the picture, it's the perfect time for Nyla Rose to strike. You see? Whenever Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong are in the same uh, locker room, Nyla Rose is the second biggest woman in that locker room. Mm-hmm. But when Awesome Kong leaves, Nyla Rose is the biggest woman in that locker room. So she suddenly straight up attacks Riho. She's like, I'm the next in line because I've beaten so many people. I have a great win-loss record. Despite the fact that maybe jobbers, she has a great win-loss record. Hasn't been beaten so far. So Riho, the plucky, you know, a fierce champion that she is, doesn't back down from a fight. And she's like, that's fine. Let's have a little fight. You are loving the word plucky today. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't think I would, but when you start like talking about describing a, 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 yeah, a typical baby face like that, the word Pl- plucky, plucky. Yeah, plucky, plucky is a good word for it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fucking godsend. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. So 
what we have now, after like a month or two, at the next big show, we have Nyla Rose versus Riho. And Nyla Rose ends up beating Riho for the championship. You, again, you might wonder why Riho will have such a short title reign. But that's more of the plucky underdog story. <laughs> You'll notice a lot of the time that heels have longer runs as champion than baby faces do because heels can cheat their way into winning matches and there's more of an emotional story of the the baby face chasing after the belt you know what i mean whereas for that to work it means that they typically end up having kind of shorter championship reigns to build that sympathy so we've got more sympathy underneath riho and now we've got nyla rose as the new locker room leader shall we say she's very proud she's very sure of herself so at this point, it's been a couple of months since Awesome Kong has taken a sabbatical, gone off to do some filming. And at some point, not so long after this, maybe like a month later, Awesome Kong returns. You would imagine after her coming back, she would want to go straight for her championship. But instead of that, Awesome Kong starts to go after all the women who beat her up to begin with. She's not happy about this. She's vindictive. Okay. So... From here, now this this is a little like choose your own adventure storyline. From here, you can turn either Nyla Rose or Awesome Kong like heel or babyface, okay? Because Kong has a legitimate reason for coming back and wanting revenge. It's because they all beat her up. She also lost her championship without being pinned, so she can claim that if she wanted to go down the babyface route. You mm. see, whereas Nyla Rose can has has plenty of 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 um, mileage behind her as a heel champion so she can continue to heal it up or if you needed to she could become the face by having awesome kong trying to intimidate nyla rose nyla rose not being afraid and not backing down i think nyla would be best for that because she has that whole awesome kong is this whole you know she was she made her name in another promotion she's kind of an outsider whereas nyla rose is kind of like an aw kind of original so it would make sense for her to be the baby face nyla rose Yes, neither was. Cool. Well, again, that totally works because you could have Awesome Kong coming back and just cutting through all the people who um, destroyed her the first time. We could turn Nyla Rose into a face once she realizes that she's going to be facing um, Awesome Kong eventually. This stretches on a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but, you know, Awesome Kong has to go back and try to get revenge on all those people who wronged her the first time. And Nyla Rose is out there putting on good matches and she's winning the people over that way. You know, mm-hmm. at first they don't like her attitude, but then she starts to get more over with the crowd. They start to see her. They start to present her as a All Elite Wrestling original, and that starts to get people behind her. Then yeah, she, Kong, she's charismatic. She's got cool moves as well, and like you know, she's got all the makings of a good baby face for sure. Exactly. So she could work the crowd into like being on her side, and so we could have this big fight. But by now, we haven't seen Nyla Rose or Awesome Kong fight at all. And by this point in the storyline, after Awesome Kong comes back, she fights through all the other women. By the time it ends up for her getting her match against Nyla Rose to get her championship back, we're probably about a year after all the wrestling started. It's like a year-long storyline. So we are basically in the present day. Yeah. So, like, say... Yeah, you know, we could have done this for... Perfect example, you said the last pay-per-view was two weeks ago. Well, that would have been perfect. Imagine by that point, now we have Nyla Rose versus Awesome Kong. They haven't touched for what nine ten months you know they've been both have been big presence around the all elite wrestling locker room and in their division have been very dominant but not once have these two women fought yet so therefore we now have credible champions 
we have big imposing threats into the women's division. We have a match that's been built up for months with anticipation. You've got your clear All Elite Wrestling, you know, original in Nyla Rose. You've got your veteran, Awesome Kong. You want to see these two fight by now. So there you go. If you do that, now you've got three stars. Awesome Kong was always a star anyway, but now you can use her to keep the roster going. You could have Nyla Rose going over Awesome Kong. That's going to be a huge boost to Nyla Rose. going to make her look like a million bucks after Awesome Kong is just tore through the roster. So they're both sweet. You've also got Riho, who is still the plucky underdog, who is still <laughs> out there doing her best and gunning for her chance to get that championship back. And there, that way you've made three stars in your women's division with storylines and build and anticipation. There you go. I like it. Thank you. I like I, I like how you incorporated um, awesome awesome Kong kind of going to glow because you know going going to record her, her season of glow or whatever it was like because that, that's that's kind of what we do here making kayfabe you know we we try to keep it as close to real life as possible because you know it, it would be easy to say you know, uh, you know would wouldn't it be cool if AJ Styles and, and Steve Austin main evented WrestleMania in two thousand and one like it'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But we try to keep it close to her life as possible. So Austin Kong, she does go away, so you've got a reason for that, which is awesome. And yeah, also, you know, she goes away to film her thing, and that that's another part of what I love is that you, you wait the year for the match to take place. You know, it's you know, it's not like a you know randomly you win a one, number one contenders match and then you get the championship match. You know, it's it's a whole year build up for this particular match, which is kind of, kind of the stuff that AEW excels in. Um, you know, they, they love kind of like long long term storytelling and you know it's it's i don't think they've done anything that's up to a year yet but i mean you you look at the angles they've done they're, they're currently doing revival and young bucks you know they're not they're not going to go straight in and put you know revival versus young bucks uh, sorry F- ftr sorry ftr yes. ftr and young bucks at um at all out because that would just be there's no build you know exactly. you may as well stretch out a little bit exactly and like, same same with um MGF and Cody, you know, it's like you could immediately just have MGF turn on Cody right away and just have that match. But no, they built it up for ages and like even like MGF going for the world title recently, that was built up. You know, he's had an undefeated streak for a long, long time. So AEW really excel with that stuff. And, you know, I just I just um, properly they love storytelling, but I wish wish they did that more with the the women. So I'm I'm totally behind um, the storyline you've got here. And like I think um, I think Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong are the two two main ones. It's got that kind of like unstoppable what is it immovable object versus unstoppable force kind of thing going going with it as well and they could probably put on a hell of a good match as well because awesome kong could you know carry the you know the the less experienced nyla rose um into a good match so uh and it's it it would draw you know people would want to see that match rather than just you know a a women's match that's kind of thrown together in the space of two weeks you know so Mm. big fan big fan exactly man if they built it up right people would really want to see it but if you just like like a week before your pay-per-view if you just go oh this week we're gonna have nyla rose versus awesome kong you're gonna be like well it'll be good but it would have been nice to have a little bit more storyline to it and build you know yeah but anyway so that's my storyline thank you very much that, that's the uh, that's the first time we've done something that's not um wwe uh, slash f it's something we should um it's been interesting to see if people are actually um keen on that if they want to hear more of maybe going back to like uh, AEW for example or going back even further to like ecw or wcw or you know back into the you know early attitude era that kind of stuff you know see see um if we can look into that we, ha- we had one suggestion from bart gunn 
which is uh, an interesting one, which Dylan, Dylan is more than happy to take on. Let's, let's just say that that is a work in progress. <laughs> I'm very, very slowly working on it, but a work in progress nonetheless. Um, also, if all of the wrestling want to hire me to be a booker or a writer, I am available, but my rates are very high. That's it. Uh, this, this, this could be, um, this is a great, a great, um, a great entry in your CV. <laughs> yeah. that, so. But you know, that, that's the thing. AEW don't have a writing team. They don't. They don't have like um, you know, uh, someone who specifically writes storylines. I think it's it's all in Tony Khan's head, pretty much. And like, and he I forgot think, uh, about the women's division. And he forgot all about the women's division. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who's to blame for that. Obviously, maybe Khan's a little bit to blame for it. But I mean, I remember when AEW first started. Like Ken, Kenny Omega was going to be the one that is kind of behind the women's division and um, you know, in charge of um, you know, getting them on TV more. So I don't know if maybe something changed in, in the backstage area, uh, backstage. But you know, maybe. Um, maybe it did but yeah they one year one year into AEW, and there's not too many well-established female superstars like you, like we said at the start you've got Britt baker who's established you've got um hikaru shida to an extent riho's kind of disappeared i don't know where she's went um but yeah there's not many others that i can think of that you could say are you know, well established in that women's division. Mm. So yeah, that's these are the kind of storylines we need to to um, you know make that happen. And yeah, AW should definitely do more of that. Right, like we said with the Thunder Rosa coming in. You know, Thunder Rosa is a girl who was on N- NWA, and I believe she was on Lucha Underground as well. She was in Lucha Underground, and so like, like I was, I was actually shocked by how good she was because she, like, in, in really Lucha good. Underground, in Lucha Underground, she wasn't she wasn't that good. Like she, she was. I think she was like a year into her career or something. Like she was very, very, very like noticeably green. But mm-hmm. like you see her in NWA and like you see her in AEW, and she's like she's massively improved in the space yeah. of what like three or four years. It's, it's actually insane how how good she's got. And like yeah, she she's awesome. She's really good in NWA, but you know like I, I, it's just strange that like that's this might be like one of the more interesting storylines in the women's division that AEW put on in a long time. And it happened with somebody who wasn't even on the roster mm. coming up with like a, a scenario that just kind of happened to pan out like two or three weeks before that. You know what I mean? Like that was it. There was no long time storytelling with that either. It was just uh, suddenly here's Funda Rosa. Hikaru Shida needs a, cha- needs a challenger. It's not like there's a, a pecking order. The AEW uses the rankings, right? If Funda Rosa wasn't on those rankings, so why does she get the match? You know? Yeah. But, like, you know, it's somebody that came outside of AEW and it got them buzz. I was interested in that match. Yeah. Really interested, you know? So, like, why can't they kind of put that same care and attention to the people they already have on their roster? Yeah. But I wouldn't even say that's care and attention. That's just uh, that's just a, a big name, you know, a big name coming in. That's what's, that's what's made the, the hype there. You know, yeah. AEW haven't made much of that hype themselves. It just happens to be uh, because the, the, the prospect of an interpromotional kind of match yeah, you know, which it doesn't happen too often anywhere. Uh, that that's what kind of causes the intrigue there. It's not anything that AEW can manufacture themselves. It's um, exactly exactly that. that's part of the problem. You know, they just need to put a little bit more um attention into their ladies. I think into their yeah. their female division. And I think they can. I think they've got talented people, and it could work out if they just put a little bit more care and attention. But uh, you know, we'll we'll have to we'll wait and see. I mean, if, if Awesome Kong turns up again and just starts doing exactly what I said, then, you know, then <laughs> I won't even be mad because I'm like, at least they're doing something good. Yeah, exactly. There you go. 
Um, is there anything else you want to say about this one, or would you like to do a little bit of kayfabe tombola? Oh my goodness, uh, there's there's nothing else I want to say, but I am terrified of going into kayfabe tombola. I'm very should rusty. Be. You should so, be. Oh my god, what do you got for me? Like I wrote back. up, I wrote up a couple of new t- uh, kayfabe tombola scenarios while I was writing this, so these are brand new, right out of the right out of the box, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how you can do this. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a little round of Kayfabe Tombola. What happens in this game, which I believe is probably the the, the highlight. We're getting a lot of, of of positive feedback about Kayfabe Tombola. People are loving the Kayfabe Tombola, yeah. It's, uh... can, you, can you blame them? We're, we're too intelligent uh, improvers. You know, we create great on the I... I've never been as stressed in my life as I am when I'm doing Cape <laughs> Tombola, so like, it's, <laughs> I love I'm delighted it. they're liking it because it's hell for me. Like, <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. I fucking love it. I just love because you never know what's gonna happen. I love putting the pieces together like that. It's exactly uh, wonderful. Yeah. So what basically what we do is I have a list of wrestlers and I have a list of scenarios. Uh, the wrestlers are labeled A to D, and the scenarios are labeled one to four. Bryce is gonna pick a letter. And a number. We're gonna see what wrestler he has selected and what scenario he has to make sense with that wrestler. And you'll have one minute to, on the fly, come up with a fun new kayfabe scenario for that wrestler. So, Bryce, are you ready? Nope. Would you like <laughs> to pick a? Oh, tough. We're doing it. <laughs> Would you like to pick a letter and then a number? Give me C. Uh, give me C four. C four. Oh, what an explosive! An explosive. Hey. There we go. <laughs> ah. So you could have had Spike Dudley. Ah, oh, I like Spike Dudley. You could have had Carmella. You didn't. And you could have had, I guess, the new friend of the show, Bart Gunn. Everyone's favorite Bart Gunn. But you didn't. Damn. Instead of that, the character you picked was Headbanger Thrasher. Oh no! I've done for a couple of old tombolas before. He's been he's been evading me a long time. Like now, I've finally got to. I've not. I'm pretty sure he's been a part of every kayfabe tombola. He's just never been picked by me, and and I've been delighted with that. You know, this this is it. So now you have to you know work it into a scenario. Here's the scenarios that you didn't pick. Uh, Slowly starts to turn into Buff Bagwell. You know, like the hat and the mother gimmick, you know. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole shebang, yeah. The mother. Uh, you could have had developed some controversial talk show, like Piper's Pit, or whatever Brutus Barber Beefcake did. Barbershop, I suppose. Yeah. Makes sense. You could have had releases a Christmas number one hit single, but you didn't. And for that, I would have required a catchy title. <laughs> Christmas single is very important. But instead of that, you have picked Headbanger Thrasher, and your scenario is headbanger thrasher becomes a hammer salesman <sighs> which this is between me and bryce but this is an in joke between bart gunn becoming a hammer salesman and he was <laughs> he was so close to picking bart uh, gunn. That's, um, I, I could have done a whole hour on bart gunn being a hammer salesman well but... now you have to now you have to do it for headbanger thrasher instead oh, so man. are you ready no <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna count you down and I'm gonna press start so that we're gonna start the 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 one minute okay so okay. here we go here we go three two one go all right so hey bang, bang. 
headbanger mosh are the headbangers as a collective tag team right and everyone thinks that the headbangers kind of um kind of the, the reason they're called the headbangers is because they like heavy metal music you know they, they listen to all these heavy metal bands but the actual reason they're called the headbangers is because they <laughs> bang people's heads with hammers so you know that, that, that that's our kind of gimmick so they come out to the ring you know triple h has his sledgehammer but you know what's a sledgehammer compared to two guys with two other hammers you know two hammers are better than one as they say that that, that is what they say isn't it that one two hammers are better than one that so yeah and like with, with that as well so they come to the ring and they've got a mascot as well which that's a hammerhead shark because they love they love they love hammers so much they have a hammerhead shark as their mascot and uh they have a uh, it, it ends up in them having a um a hammer match against uh, <laughs> triple h and and mc hammer and <laughs> a special a special guest and they have the ultimate hammer hammer match which uh results in uh, the, the hammers the ha- the head hammers the hammer bangers okay. the hammer bangers winging the match that's that's your time the the hammer bangers that was really hard <laughs> was, I, re- I i gotta say i did like the way there were the headbangers as in banging a hammer that was very good i was sticking to that as much as i could because it's the only thing i thought of <laughs> i was i was going i was going all the mailings for that but, but yeah it makes sense it's perfect you see that there you go there you go i'm, I'm a i'm a hell of a, a hell of a writer you know <laughs> was never in debate my friend so is that is that like you know now that i've picked Teddy Baron Frasher, do i never have to ever hear of him again well it depends man do you want to see headbanger thrasher back again nope okay well i don't want to spoil anything but all of your picks for next time will be headbanger thrasher <laughs> all right I'll, I'll take bar gun over headbanger thrasher well, we'll see. We'll, you won't be saying that next time. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, geez. There we go. That's that's the show, right? We did that, pretty that, good. That's the show. That 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 is episodes ten. Ten. I'm making kind of season two, episode two, kind of thing going yeah. on there. Let's say episode two of season two. We want to we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at making kayfabe to send us any kind of feedback you have or give us some suggestions for kayfabe tombola if you're fed up of hearing about headbanger thrasher um which i take offense to because he's one <laughs> one of the best members of the headbangers the um, hammer bangers the hammer the head hammer back the back yeah i think you're fine <laughs> they're called the, the hammer bangers <laughs> they bang hammers bang hammers see we got there in the end <laughs> we got there in the end. Yeah, check us out on Twitter, making kayfabe, and also at Gmail, making kayfabe at gmail.com to give us any scenarios or to chat about wrestling. You know, to yeah, let yeah, us know like, what you think about the show. Bring your bring your suggestions to us. Like we've got loads and loads and loads of, like suggestions for episodes. Like we had um like I'm, I'm reading the uh, the tweet we had about you know guess the next episode and um, when the answer was well everyone knows by now because it'd be released by now Eva Marie. But you know in that we had like Kevin Kevin Molinar saying Giant Gonzalez. We had um the Monday Night Chores podcast saying Goldberg. Andy McEwen saying the great Kali, uh, Cara Wands throwing in a few picks there as well, and Scott Evans and like so so many of these people are just coming up with awesome storylines which we could use in the future and like you know we're happy to do that. We're happy to go ahead and like like I said like for the Vince McMahon episode like that was partly inspired by um, you know one of the guys on Twitter as well with the Ken Kennedy aspect. So like yeah, fire storylines at us and. Um, no, we'll do what we can. Well, we'll yeah, it. just throw us some scenarios, and you know, we'll see what uh, what makes us 
like the most interested. Sometimes you'll see a storyline, you're like, I could make something out of that, you know. Uh, but it's also good to have that kind of outside uh, um, um, influence as well, because you know we we know what we want to change, but it would be good for other people to suggest some stuff. Because we would be like, oh, I didn't even think of that. That would have been perfect, you know. Exactly. Tell tell us what you want to hear. But yeah, at at, at making kayfabe on Twitter, making kayfabe at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Um, please, please leave us a review on iTunes or, or Google Podcasts or whatever you use to um, l- listen to your podcasts. And I think that's pretty much it, Dylan, isn't it? I think so. Follow us on YouTube as well and like us and oh, subscribe. God, yeah. And all of that fun stuff that they tell you to do. Do, do you follow on YouTube or do you subscribe? Uh, you subscribe, I think. Subscribe we follow us on, on, follow us on YouTube anyway. Follow us and subscribe. Oh. Follow us, fo- follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on on YouTube and email us at Gmail at making kayfabe. Yes. Making kayfabe at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> I think we've got all. We've, I think we've, we've covered it all. We we plugged the shit to death. Yeah. Nobody listens to this bit. They've all tuned out by now. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And we will see you in the next episode. So take it easy. Cheers.